Sego and welcome to Resistance Radio. I'm John Kane, and uh, look, I want to welcome our listening audience in New York City and in Washington D.C. and wherever you're listening. If you're if you're listening on Facebook on our Facebook live stream, or if you're listening online, perhaps on uh, WBAI.org or WPFWFM.org, or if you're catching this as a podcast, I want to I want to thank all of you for uh, for tuning in for checking out what we what what I do here. I also want to remind people that th this show becomes a podcast. Uh, I post it up after, uh, after we uh, record the show. Um, and I also do another podcast called Let's Talk Native, uh, which is a little bit more geared towards a native audience rather than a radio audience. So um, uh, I encourage you to check out that podcast as well. I'm also on YouTube. I produce sometimes short form videos on various topics on everything from the doctrine of Christian discovery to Christopher Columbus to the mascot issue to uh, to gaming issues and you can find my videos at Let's Talk Native TV. Uh, I encourage you to subscribe. Um, I look I look look for the videos and offer a comment and uh, don't be afraid to share them as well. All right, uh, as I said, I'm John Kane. I am broadcasting from live from the Cataractes territory of the Seneca Nation, uh, connecting up with my good buddy Reggie Johnson down in New York City at the WBAI studios. And look, I do have a guest that is, uh, that's going to join me for the program today. So, uh, and I don't do a lot of that. So, um, we're going to try to, you know, shift the show a little bit more towards that. Um, but first, let me also, as I welcome the audience from Washington and from New York, I I got to put my ask in. We are listener supported radio, so we require and depend on your donations to WPFW and to WBAI. So if you're listening in New York on WBAI, uh, I ask that you go to the pledge line. It's 212-209-2950. Once again, that's 212-209-2950. Or you can go online to give to WBAI.org. Uh, if you happen to just go to WBAI.org, you can also follow the prompts to, uh, to make a donation. Um, we're trying to do a big push to do the, the BAI Buddy program. And look, I used to be one of the, uh, the top, you know, uh, buddy getters. For, I, I just made that up um, uh, on the station. Not so much anymore. So I'm, look, for those of you who are listening in New York or, or who want to support WBAI, wherever you're listening, um, I ask that you go, uh, you know, go to give to WBAI.org or go to the pledge line 212-209-2950 and uh, sign up for the buddy program. If you're already on the buddy program, perhaps you've uh, you're already doing a uh, a monthly donation. Um, it, it may, maybe you're doing it in the name of another program. Look up that up another five bucks and mention uh, uh, Resistance Radio as you do so. If you're listening in uh, in Washington or if you want to support WPFW specifically, however you're listening, then uh, I ask that you go to their pledge line, which is two zero two five eight eight nine seven three nine. That's two zero two five eight eight nine seven three nine. Or you can go online to WPFWFM.org and follow their prompts to make a donation. Same thing, you can, you can be a, um, a monthly uh, donor. You can do a one-time donation. You can do a time donation, however, however you like to do it. But by donating, you actually become a member of these stations. And, and, that's, you know, and, and that's significant. And, and it's also worth, uh, worth, worth pursuing because it gives you, actually it gives you voting rights on things like the, uh, the station boards and that, and that kind of stuff. So... Um, uh, you know, please do, uh, don't be afraid to ask and check in, inquire about, about membership. But, uh, but again, remember that we are listener-supported radio, so we, do, we really do count on your donations for these stations to, to function and to operate. Uh, Reggie, do we have our guest on the line? Yes, sir. All right. Well, let me, uh, let me go ahead. And I want to introduce uh, uh, Kevin Prego, who is the Deputy Director of the New York Indian Council. Got a lot to go through as far as what this uh, this organization does, uh, and of course, look, it's you know, New York has a large native population, and in fact, many urban areas have have significant native populations, but they aren't always that recognizable. We kind of fit blend in with the with the rest of the diversity that many urban areas have, um, and it's also hard to to organize and to to service a community that is. Yeah, look, we may all be native, but you know we're talking about you know five, six, seven hundred distinct native peoples, you know, from around you know North America, and and so it's it's oftentimes very difficult to bring those people together. So let me go ahead and introduce uh, you know Kevin Prego. Kevin, I want to thank you for joining me on the program. 
Guys, thank you so much. It's a, a real pleasure and honor for you to invite me on your show today. And I'm really excited to talk about the New York Indian Council and what we have to provide for everybody. Um, you know, we really have a great service, and I, I really want to uh, pitch that today and uh, really get everybody on board in New York City. Um, well, and, and that's that's the whole point. And, yep. That's the whole point. The whole point is that, that you are providing services, that uh, these are, are government-funded programs, um, and you are now essentially that provider of that. So I want to thank my, my good friend, Carrie Lassard from Baltimore. She also, she works at one of the, the, the urban center for Baltimore. She introduced us, um, uh, and, and you're coming to New York and, and being, being a part of, uh, of this service that, that is provided specifically to native people. So I want to thank my, my good friend, Carrie. Um, so let's, let's start at the top. I mean, what exactly is the New York Indian council? So the New York Indian council uh, we're a subsidiary of the Rhode Island Indian Council. So we provide uh, health care referrals, uh, mental health uh, therapy sessions, uh, PPE COVID supplies and tests, uh, health education for the New York City uh, American Indian Alaska Native population throughout the five boroughs. All right. So that, that, how about, that means a lot of things. Yeah, that's what I want to get into because I know this, um, it, it, can, it can definitely mean a, mean a lot of things. These services are pretty varied and and sometimes you know from our conversation you're offering services that that most many many people may not think are available so uh, so get into some of what you what you do all right so m more importantly than a a anything and I think covid made us realize all this is our mental health right um, you know m mental health is so important to everybody and um, one of the services we provide is uh, referrals to our network of mental health providers. And those uh, mental health providers are uh, American Indian Alaska Native and provide culturally uh, competent uh, therapy sessions to our clients. Now, um, say you have your own therapist and you've been seeing them for years, months, um, we are able to uh, pay those mental health um, invoices from that provider. So if you're currently if you're currently out of pocket for this stuff, uh, there are there are now there's now a program that is available to them uh, through through the New York Indian Council to help foot the bill for some of these mental health uh, services. Correct. If you give us a call and you're an eligible member for our program, um, first we give you some paperwork to fill out. You provide us with a tribal ID or um, a proof of um, uh, descendancy of uh, uh, either first or second descendant from a federally or state recognized tribe, and you're eligible for our program. Now, and, and that's important because it isn't just about having a necessarily a tribal ID, but but to be a child of a member is also uh, something that's qualifying. Correct. Okay. Correct. Um, and and w w one of the, the biggest service that I, I, I really feel is the one of our better services is if you have no insurance and you come to us, we have several uh, insurance um, uh, providers that we work with that will get you signed up with them with that personalized care. And while you're getting insurance and you have current medical needs that need to be met, we'll refer you to a specialty care. We'll refer you to a primary care. And we'll cover those medical costs while we're getting you that medical insurance. Now, tell me this. Now, you're providing this service to, to Native people in New York. Do you have to be a New York City resident to qualify? Correct. Okay, so I mean, because you know, I guess so. One of the one of the donut holes here is that uh, for for me, I, I'm 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 Mohawk. My uh, my my family is from Gunawage, and we we have a lot of people who travel to uh, to New York for work and and that kind of thing. So if they're just working in New York but not residing there, this this is one of those areas that that you know that's a little bit uh, com too cumbersome for you guys to take on. No, it's not. So we'll, to, to add on to that, college students, for example, I'm currently uh, in discussions with Columbia University and NYU, and they both have their own um, American Indian councils. And these college students don't actually, per se, reside in New York City, but they're here long enough for us to be able to provide those services to them. So they're, they're here 10 months out of a 12-month year. So, I mean, again, would the same thing qualify if you're somebody who, 
who works in New York and and stays there even if even if it's not the primary residence if if they is that something that is certainly something that they could uh, they could pursue uh, with you? Yes, yes, okay. correct. Yes, if if they're uh, you know residing in New York City within the five boroughs for a majority of their time, uh, especially if they're working here, um, yes, we're able to provide them services. Okay, great. Now you, you've talked about mental health. What about um, you know hospital care, or doctors' visits, and, and that kind of stuff? Where um, I, I assume you there must be. And, and when you you talk about referrals, you're you're, you're not just providing the referrals; you're providing uh, a means to to provide some of the payment for the for these services as well. Correct. So uh, we'll we have uh, we'll do dental. We have prescription. We have a contract with CVS that does immunizations and prescription uh, payments. Uh, meaning if uh, some insurance companies won't cover a certain prescription, we'll cover that payment. Uh, co-payments, regardless if, uh, if you have insurance, we'll cover your co-payments for medical, dental, mental health, vision, and prescription as well. Um, you know, uh, unfortunately, we can't make a contract with every um, pharmacy in New York City. So we do have a current contract with CVS, and we're currently working on a contract with uh, Walgreens, um, a.k.a. Dwayne Reed. You go into Manhattan, there's a Dwayne Reed on every corner. Sure. Our job is to make it as easy as possible for the client to receive the services they need. Well, and, and that's, you know, the, the prescription thing is important because we, especially with mental health, because there's a, a range of medications that, uh, that are prescribed um, for, for mental health issues. And there, look, you know, some some healthcare providers are real finicky about what they're willing to pay for when it comes to that stuff. That, that, that's so true. We, we, um, we provide service to one of our participants. They see a chiropractor once a week. Of course, the insurance company will over only cover it biweekly. So we cover that interim, that, uh, that extra hundred and the, I believe the payment $70 a week. So we'll cover that two week uh, period where the insurance company doesn't cover where it turns out to be about $140 a month for that uh, participant. And you know what? I, I don't know about you, but $140 is a lot of money to me. So, well, yeah, especially when it's an ongoing, you know, perpetual need and, and you're, and the, I'm glad you mentioned chiropractic services because that's another area that, that again, some healthcare providers are very apprehensive to, to, to do much. I mean, and, and also they're also very apprehensive to do the screening that chiropractic uh, services uh, require, you know, x-rays, sometimes MRIs, and, and that kind of thing. Yeah, so true, so true. It, 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 I, I can speak for New, uh, New York Healthcare, and it's a uh, slippery slope sometimes, and it's not so easy to navigate, um, especially in uh, urban Indian healthcare. Um, a, a lot of people, um, you know, a lot of pe people are uh, aware of our services that come out of state, but a lot of the natives within New York City aren't aware of the health of New York City Indian uh, Health Services. And um, that's really um, my uh, mission here today is to get that word out that we are here, we're ready to serve, and uh, it's a privilege to serve this community. Well, and, and that's why I'm glad to have you on the program. But, but let's talk about that a little bit more. Um, first off, how does somebody reach, how, do, how does somebody contact you? All right, so, um, you know, I... I I'll tell you what my father tells me all the time. If you don't know it, Google it, right? There you so, go. So um, doing your search online is probably the easiest way, right? Yes, yes. But uh, I'd be more than happy to provide the uh, number to our um, office. Our number is 718-215-8417. And currently we have two case managers and a health education specialist on staff. Uh, and they'd be very, and myself would be very happy to uh, pick up the phone and uh, have have a conversation. Um, well, we're well, starting in May. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. I was going to say, and, and now that we're we're you know seeing you know, some diminishment of, of the effects of COVID, um, do you service people walking into your facility? And if so, what is the address that uh, where are you located? Yes, that I, I love that you brought that up. So, um, of, of course, we just heard about this new variant coming across the country, but yeah. uh, hopefully, this gets diminished sooner than later. Um, so, we uh, we we've been hosting uh, virtual um, health education uh, seminars every third Thursday, and we host weekly uh, talking circles virtually. 
And uh, I don't know about you, but I'm back uh, and ready for the face-to-face. So starting in May, um, I have a uh, a licensed mental health uh, counselor that's going to start doing talking circles uh, in our um, office located at 2125 44th Avenue in Queens, New York, uh, Long Island City, 11101. Repeat uh, that one more time. Run it, run it, run it one more time. 2125 44th Avenue, Long Island City, Queens, New York, 11101. We're right. one train stop away from Lexington, and we're one train stop uh, before um, Lexington as well. We're right on the uh, um, outer uh, cusp of uh, Queens. So we're very close to Brooklyn, very close to Manhattan. All right, that's perfect. That's perfect. Uh, talk to me. You mentioned talking circles uh, twice. So, uh, explain to me what what the tr- the talking circles, what the function and purpose of these are, and uh, um, just just talk to me a little bit more about that. Well, I, I want to bring community back. I, I want to have, um, you know, I, I uh, our executive director uh, Daryl Waldron uh, from the Rhode Island Indian Council, and I quote him saying, "No great deal was ever made over email." And you know what? I, I really uh, take that to heart. Um, I want to bring community back, and I want to bring people back face-to-face, obviously following COVID protocols. I want to keep everybody safe, but I want to start people having conversations about culturally competent issues urban Indians deal with in New York City every day. And I want to uh, you know, bring my elders in, bring our young people in, br- bring our LGBTQ community in. Um, bring every different type of community into our talking circles to discuss the challenges they face uh, and, you know, find a um, commonality amongst uh, everyone dealing with these issues every day. So these are essentially, you know, um, beyond the information that can be shared at these talking circles, they are, they are therapeutic in in design. Correct. Correct. That's why I'll have a um, a native uh, licensed mental health counselor uh, uh, facilitating these. Okay. Uh, did you drop off? No, no, no. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I thought I, there was a, a bit of a cutoff at the end of that. Um, all right, so so um, now you also, what if, do you deal with, with uh, things like, is there any homelessness issues that, that you are able to address or facilitate? Yes. So we don't do housing uh, per se. We do strictly health um, health services. But if somebody comes in and they have an issue, we're there to help them resolve it. We, we, we have the resources and knowledge in our office to, um, to, to help somebody, uh, you know, facilitate that housing voucher uh, process. Um, and again, you know, healthcare services goes into everything, especially in New York City. In New York City, to get a housing voucher uh, is based off a few things. And as far as healthcare services is concerned, Somebody needs a physical, a TB test, and a psychosocial to even start discussing housing vouchers in New York City. And that's something we can help facilitate for that client. Um, if they need shelter, um, there's plenty of uh, shelter uh, um, agencies throughout the city. Um, you know, in my past life, I worked with an agency called Housing Works, which uh, provided um, housing for uh, homeless individuals that were COVID positive. So through me, my team's uh, past knowledge and current knowledge, we're really de- ready and willing to help any um, participant that walks through our door that's eligible for our services. Um, you know, uh, Rhode Island Indian Council has a very robust work program, um, and uh, people call us all the time that, you know, they need a work referral, and uh, they have a great work program up in Rhode Island, and we send our referrals to them, and the counselors up there uh, work with the New York City uh, participants to help uh, find them job training and uh, job placement. Um, I, I, I'd be remiss if I didn't um, ask about uh, domestic violence issues. You talk about shelters. I assume you must uh, include in that some means to help uh, women who are victims of domestic violence and children. Oh, yes. If, if somebody were to, again, you know, health care services always involved this, this type of thing, um, you know, especially survivors, of uh, domestic violence situations, um, you know, first things first, our mental health and their safety, right? Um, if they're in a situation, again, we have uh, references or referrals that we can, um, you know, set them up with and get them to a safe place. New York City uh, has a very robust 
uh, housing portfolio for DV survivors. Those locations are kept confidential throughout New York City. And uh, the, if somebody were to approach me, I can get them same-day services for anything that does involve something uh, that that important. Well, Again, and, and the cultural the competency, health. you know, part of what you're talking about, because look, you know, one of the things that unfortunately is so tied to domestic violence is is the fact that there's a certain level of shame that the victims themselves go through. So having um, you know, counselors and, and people who who are more culturally competent that uh, that can assist you know native people in particular, because just just going to some broad more broad based uh, you know, service might be something that that native people and frankly any you know culturally distinct people might be somewhat apprehensive to do so so that's you know so the idea that you can at least facilitate that in the initial stages of uh, of providing um a service is, is really kind of important it's so important to identify especially when first somebody walks in that door you know um they give us a call that first initial um interaction with anybody um and especially in the American Indian Alaska Native uh, community, is so important because that initial, um, you know, uh, for lack of better words, meet and greet is really the um, tone you're going to set for the rest of that working relationship. Well, the other thing that, that's sometimes very difficult, look, look there, there's a, a fairly uh, significant population of Native people who are, Look, living in New York City, you know, may be something that's been their entire life. Um, but many people are are sometimes recently disconnected from their from their native community. But even those people who live in New York who have lived there their entire lives or the majority of their lives, there is usually a, a strong desire to stay connected to not only their their home uh, community, their home nation, but but again to to reach out to other native people of, of similar situations or, or similar backgrounds. So the, the, I mean, that's, that's something that beyond the, you know, what would necessarily be categorized as mental health or, you know, or, or a health need is, is very much a, a need. And, and New York, look, I, I understand that there's other organizations. There's a couple of other organizations in New York that do some of that or that, are, that intend to, to do some of that same, um, provide some of that same service. And I, and I understand that your organization is primarily funded through Indian Health Services. Is that correct? That is correct. We are the only agency in the city providing the services that we provide for the uh, American Indian Alaska Native population. But uh, I'm glad you mentioned the other agencies throughout the city, and there, there's really some good ones out there. And um, I'm continuing to um, try and connect with them. I, I'd really uh, like to create one large community because uh, nobody can do this alone. And uh, together, um, you know, the, the, the fight is so much stronger to get the word out there. Well, and, and I, I hate the idea that, that these other organizations could be looked at as competing interests rather than uh, something that's more collaborative. And so, um, you know, I wish, I wish you luck. I mean, that, that it is, it, sometimes it's difficult because, <laughs> because I've, I've, uh, I've, I've reached <laughs> yeah, out to yeah. some, you know, <laughs> the different groups. And, and look, I understand it. There, there oftentimes is a certain uh, tension that exists from uh, between native people who perhaps you know feel like they're they're more culturally connected and those who are de are, are desirous of such a thing and so there's sometimes a bit of a of a judgment that is made and and that creates some of that tension so and 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 I and I'd be remiss if I also did mention for you this is yeah and maybe even perhaps because you are actually a non-native person who is serving in this capacity as the deputy director of the uh, of the New York Indian Council? So you aren't loaded with perhaps, you know, frankly, some of the the prejudice that that can exist within the Native community that that uh, that sometimes can be beleaguering to, to some of those organizations. You know, um, I, I'm glad you said that, and um, you know, I I I'm actually very happy you said that. And, you know, one of the biggest connections I've made with the American Indian Alaska Native uh, community in New York City is I'm a veteran. And me being a veteran has really um, helped me make that connection. Um, you know, what a fun, uh, fun fact I found out is um, uh, 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 American uh, Indians are one of the highest recipients for the Medal of Honor throughout the uh, military history, which really 
Um, I understand. I, I, I get that point of view. I've, uh, I've had the honor and privilege to serve with some, uh, American Indians and, um, you know, the, 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 the um, word I really, that's coming to my head is honor. And honor is something I do understand in my military career. And it's kind of, um, uh, re-shown its head talking to a lot of the elders and uh, young people of the uh, population I have the privilege to serve. And uh, that, that, that's really been my beacon of communication uh, to the community. But And I'll end off saying this. Um, I, I don't, um, it's not my story to tell. I'm an a administrator and a medical uh, operations person. And I don't, um, I, I'm not here to tell the story. I'm here to help people and make sure that they're healthy enough to continue to tell their story. Right. I mean, and and, and I think it's, you know, look, I know coming out of the gate, you know, there may be people that that will automatically ask the question, you know, well, why is a non-native person in this in this position? And and your job there is not to uh, you know evaluate somebody's nativeness. Uh, you know, obviously, there's there's certain requirements to administer some of these uh, you know these services, but that's not something that that you personally are making a judgment about. And 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 look, I I assume you're in this position because you are qualified to be in this position, and that um, and and so I I personally don't have a, have a judgment about it. Um, I, as your organization grows, I, I hope there are are more and more native people involved in in the services that you provide. And it sounds like, in order to be culturally competent, that you, that you already have some of that going on. Correct, correct. And you know, uh, again, our our I'm not going to ask uh, a mental health provider to speak to an American Indian uh, Alaska Native uh, community without them being tied to the community as well, because um, that th- that would be um, that, that wouldn't be fair to the person receiving services, right? Um, th- th- there's uh, a lot that I'm learning and a lot that uh, I'm uh, c- coming in contact, especially speaking with the elders of our, uh, of our participation, uh, of our participant pool, uh, that, you know, th- th- there's um, a lot of uh, trauma that goes multiple generations. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend to understand that. Um, but I'm going to try to make you uh that participant get the services they well deserve to get well and, and i hope as uh, you know as you kind of bridge some of that uh or um that collaborative uh um divide essentially essentially that could work be- between other uh native services being provided there there are some things that you can't do i mean um it it sounds like you know for instance i, I just got a call the other day from um from somebody who is from cataraugus uh, territory here in Seneca territory out, up, up past Buffalo, um, who, okay. whose daughter is, uh, is a patient at, uh, Cedar Sinai. And, okay. and so she is trying to look for the means and I, I don't know what she's being treated for, but, um, or I'm not sorry, Mount Sinai. Um, but, um, she's looking for, for some help on to providing her with, with a place to stay while her daughter is, is in treatment. And so, yeah, and that may not be something that you can do, but I hope as you collaborate more with with the other organizations in New York, that you guys can help direct some of that traffic. And so, something that you can't provide, perhaps somebody else can provide. But you may be one of the you know one of the places that somebody walks through your door, and you may be able to direct them. So, although it's not a, a referral in the same way that a that a medical referral is, it could be a referral simply by by citing the services that somebody else can provide. Yeah, and, and and that's and, and that's case management. It's building uh, your network, right? Right. Um, we might only provide clinical and mental health referrals, and uh, you know, amongst the other services we provide. But it doesn't mean when somebody comes through our doors in need, um, we're going to help them, regardless uh, of you know. Yes, we're contracted to do one thing, but that we can, you know, provide health education. We can provide. There's always that um, clinical component that that person can always use, and um, I want to make sure that person's well-rounded medically, um, mental health-wise. Um, if it includes housing, it includes housing. I want to make sure they're fed. I want to, you know, if it comes down to clothing, you know, we have resources for that as well. There's plenty 
of uh, providers, uh, uh, plenty of agencies throughout the city I can send them to to get them fully closed. And, you know, it really, th- th- there's no obstacle we are not willing to overcome. Well, and, and I'm glad to hear you that, that if somebody walks through your door, even if it's a need that you don't necessarily have a direct line in providing, that, that you just say, sorry, we don't do that here, and, 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 <laughs> and close the door on them. I, it's good to hear that. You know what? That, that you, the, the, no, I mean, my point is, it's good to hear that that you will say, well, let's hear let's hear your story out, and let's let's see if we can't give you some direction. Let's see let's see what we can what we can do. You know, we have uh, we also have a plethora of PPE uh, supplies and uh, COVID tests in our office as well. Um, you know that people go out and buy a box of gloves that cost you fifteen bucks, probably twenty five dollars now, considering. Yeah, and then. It's, Man, if you got a car, you're you're paying over four dollars a gallon. Listen, we'll have it delivered to your door. Wow. Um, you know, it, whatever we got to do to get the job done, we're going to get it done. And you know, I, I put my name and reputation on the line for that. You know, this is such a great community. There, there's such great agencies throughout the city, and you know, I, I really want to emphasize: I want to work with every single one of you. I want to come together and be one. Community. Now, what because what else are you doing for outreach? What what I mean, um, do you plan to set up at, at at public events? I mean, I know there's some sp- specific native events that take place, like the uh, Indigenous yes. People's Day uh, celebration so in Randall's Island. Island. Do you plan to do more of that kind of thing? Yes. So as the doors open up and you know uh, COVID uh, hopefully uh, subsides, uh, the next event we plan on doing is with Columbia University. They have a powwow on April 9th. We'll have a table there. Um, and again, in May, uh, we plan on opening our doors as well with these talking circles. I want to start drawing some people in. And then during the summer, having more uh, community gatherings at our office. And we even have a space on our rooftop and having more people come through our doors. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you know, I used to travel to New York every week to do this program. Yeah. Um, haven't done it since <laughs> since March of 2020. So. So I'm looking forward to making the trip. Maybe not every week the way I was, but uh, and I would I look forward to, to stopping in and seeing you. And and maybe we could do some some uh, live events. That's one of the things I used to do once a month. I used to do a live event, and that event might have been a, a movie screening, it. but it it, it, it might have been you know a speaker presentation. I even brought musicians in. So perhaps there's some uh, some collaboration we can do with some live events that can help that can actually participate and help with with your outreach. I got to ask you another question. Look. I know that you have some connection to the uh, to the Rhode Island uh, Indian Council, and since I was introduced uh, uh, to you uh, by Carrie Lassard from uh, from the Urban Center in Baltimore, and this show does broadcast in the D.C. area, do you have any recommendations on what some what the native person in that in that general area of D.C. Baltimore, um, what they could who they could contact for some of the same kinds of services? Yes, so uh, I believe Kerry uh, has the uh, same type of organization we have in here in New York. Um, and um, uh, John, remind me of the uh, name of the uh, service or the organization she has. Yeah, off the top of my head, I know it's it's the uh, she's in Baltimore, Maryland. So I don't know if, if um, but you know I'll, I'll have to look it up. Uh, Native Lifelines, no Native, that's Native a, that's Lifelines. That's what it is. Okay, I just looked it up on Native Lifelines. Yep. So the, the, she, uh, I believe, in Baltimore and Boston as well. Okay. So if we, we have some urban uh, Indians there, uh, it's a native lifeline. Okay, so great. So, uh, and, again, uh, if you're in that Baltimore yeah. area, not, not, certainly not too far from the, the D.C. area, um, this, is, this is another uh, organization that's, that's connected to some of the same services that you're providing. And I, I would like to thank Carrie as well for uh, making this connection. Uh, Carrie runs an org- or- awesome organization as well. She's a very lovely person and a great colleague to have uh, during uh, this time of transition. Yeah, she's great. I've been uh, we've been friends for for a number of years. Uh, we've we've developed some some. Uh, just, just I got I got to tell the story now that that, that we've talked about her. Carrie, oh, uh, please. Does it involve <laughs> Carrie? Yes. I want to hear this. Carrie's husband. Is the father of uh, Stefan Lassard, who's the bass player for the Dave Matthews Band. <laughs> you know, she was telling me that the other day. I-, I love the Dave Matthews Band. That's one of my favorite bands. They haven't come out with anything recently, but I, I-, I am a fan of the Dave Matthews Band. Well, and uh, I connected her up with, with the, the day. one of the, the the events that I've done, and I've done it a, a couple times in New York, 
was I brought in uh, my friend Jeff Doreen, whose primary uh, <laughs> uh, talent, I guess, has been translating Beatles tunes into Mohawk and then providing them in Mohawk. Um, but he really? also he also did a, a Dave Matthews uh, tune, and so I connected uh, Jeff up with, uh, with with Carrie and ultimately with with Stefan Lassard. I went to got a couple of backstage passes and got to meet Dave Matthews and the rest of the band, and so that's kind of that, that that it's kind of that fun uh, story because you know oftentimes we all have different you know people that we're connected to, but sometimes we still say somewhat. We, we stay somewhat separate. And so this is one of those issues or one of those times where just bringing a few people together end up forging, you know, some relationships that are, that are pretty tight now. So, um, so again, that's, that's one, of, that's my, one of my Carrie Lassard stories. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm sure I'll have plenty to share in my career uh, at New York Indian council. Um, we, we, we've, uh, I've brought on some really great staff. Um, I'd like to give a special shout out to my staff, if, uh, three of my staff, if you don't mind. No, please do. Uh, I recently just brought on two, two new staff members, Molly and Stephanie, and I'd like to give a huge shout out to Jasmine. She has been a uh, really um, exceptional help to me uh, as I transition into this new role at the New York Indian Council. And to uh, Rhonda, uh, she's our clinical supervisor. And to Daryl, as well as helping me uh, transition into this new role. Everyone's been really welcoming. And to our participants in the uh, American Indian uh, population here in New York City, honestly, I've received nothing but uh, great and warm welcomes from everybody. Well, that's good. And, I, and I'm, I'm really glad to hear that. I, you know, look, you're providing a service that, um, that perhaps otherwise would be unmet. And and so I, I think it's it's not yes. just that you're providing something that somebody can get anywhere else. So uh, you know, you, as you said, you you are providing unique services that that nobody else can, um, at least in this fashion. Obviously, you know, people can get healthcare and mental healthcare any number of ways, but the, but you know, services that are provided specifically to Native people living in in New York. And 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 again, how far out, I mean, uh, how far is the reach, I guess, when, when we say somebody who's living in New York, is it, is it all five boroughs? I mean, uh, out to Long Island? I mean, what, what are we talking about here? So we're able to provide services for people within the five boroughs. Okay. That is it, five boroughs. So if you live out in Nassau or uh, Suffolk County, there's a... Um, uh, an organization on the Shinnecock um, reservation that provides the services that we provide as well. Okay. So, but again, even though you can't provide the service, you can certainly uh, educate and provide the information. Oh yeah, that, of course. So we, we get calls all the time sure. from people from Nassau County, Suffolk County, Jersey, and we refer them to uh, where they can receive those services. Great. Yeah. New Jersey, that's, that's also a big issue. Sometimes we forget that New Jersey is right there, yep. but, but there is a dividing line that sometimes can, you know, can interfere with, with uh, services being provided. So you can still provide, you know, at least the contacts and the uh, and the services that that can be provided to somebody living in, in say, New Jersey or you know, or an outlying area. Of course, we we will never turn anybody away unless we ensure they're getting the services that they're requesting. Right. Well, I mean, you know, look, I was I was also I'm also grateful to Carrie for the introduction. I know. Um, and among in our initial conversations, you know, I uh, I know the challenges. I mean, I understand the challenges. I mean, when yes. I when I first yes. came to WBAI, um, I was tried to out some of that outreach, and 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 it's tough. I mean, because I understand that. Look, it's not the services that are necessarily competing. Sometimes it's the interests that are that are competing, and and that can be you know sometimes Correct. difficult to navigate. And it, it sounds like you are. Um, pretty well equipped uh, from temperamentally to, to deal with that. And I think that's, that's a big factor because you know, look, uh, one of the things that we, we talk about in, in, uh, in native culture is, is the thickness of our skin and how we, uh, how we can withstand and, and, and deal with some of the, the more superficial barriers and, uh, and, and be thick skinned enough to, to pursue um, the, the real goal of, of the services that you're providing. So, I, I want to I, look. I want to. I want to thank you specifically for the work that you're doing and the service that you're providing. And I do look, like I said, I do look forward to continuing to to, to travel to New York as I have in the past. And uh, and I look forward to the possibility of us doing some collaborations together. 
I would also like to have you back on the program as you know, any, anything that you have going on, you know, whether, again, whether it's a table being set up in some place like, you know, Columbia University or, or, or any other events, or if you are sponsoring perhaps um, an event that, you know, that is promoting some of the services that you provide. Um, you, you, I, I hope that you'll stay in contact with me, uh, do some outreach and, and allow me to help uh, promote some of what you're doing. Yeah, I, I appreciate that so much. And I, I love the fact that you invited me back. Um, and, you know, uh, next time you're in New York, just just come. Just come. There, there is a standing invite. All right. Any, um, <laughs> you know, any American Alaska native that wants to walk through our doors Monday through Friday, nine to five, we're open right in Long Island City. Um, I invite anybody to walk through our door that really, if you want to have a conversation, if you need anything, Come through our door. We're happy to serve you. It's our privilege to serve you. Now, um, uh, as far as what website, what do you have for a website? Our website is, uh, it is www, I'm sorry, I'm adding too many W's, www.NewYorkIndianCouncil.org. Okay, that's, okay, simple enough. Okay, so, and, all right, well, then I'll look that, and in fact, I'll, I'll link it on some of my pages as well. Um, I... I have a couple of pages on Facebook. One is Resistance Radio, and uh, the other one is uh, Let's Talk Native. Um, I'll I'll be sure to, to link some of your information for your organization to both of those pages. I know I, I appreciate that. Thank you. I mean, look, I I do the show uh, uh, primarily when I we were a New York um, uh, radio program. Uh, I've been picked up by WPFW in uh, in Washington D.C., and that's why I'm I'm glad that you're able to provide. At least, you know, some references to to Carrie's organization and some of what she's doing in in the Baltimore area. Um, but look, I think promoting this kind of good work and promoting, you know, any any collaborative efforts um, is is important at this point because, you know, look, between you and me, I've never experienced the level of divisiveness that I see both politically, racially, um, some and various other demographic. Uh, considerations that seem to separate people. So anything that we can do that, that brings regions together, brings people together. Um, and, and although you're providing a, a service specifically to, to native people, um, it is, it's, we are a very, very underserved population in, in many regards when it comes yes. to uh, yes. the, the United States. And in fact, I'm, I'm going to flat out say it. Most U S policies towards native people and frankly, state policies have been, you know, um, very, very diminished. Uh, they they are oftentimes, um, you know, plagued with with problems, and 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 oftentimes you know can exacerbate some of the the challenges that Native people have. So when we can when we can highlight and um and 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 point to services that go beyond that. Look, I understand that you're 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 federally funded, and and as as much as I may have my um my concerns about what the federal government does relating to Native people. I understand that when those services are properly uh, administered, that, uh, that there is certainly some positive and good that comes out of it. So I'm, I'm glad that you're, you're set up to do what you're doing. And uh, again, uh, Kevin Prego, Deputy Director of the New York Indian Council, I appreciate you joining me on the program and providing, uh, providing the information that you have. I think a lot of people listening to this are going to be surprised at how the, the wide-ranging um, services that you either can provide or at least address and, and help somebody uh, pursue. And thank you for having me on here. And again, um, you know, I, I call all American Indian, Alaska Native, the doors open. Um, we're right in Long Island City. Um, even uh, uh, American Indian, Alaska Native uh, agencies out there, please reach out to me. We can uh, we, we can do this together and uh, let, let's uh, rebuild the community we have here in New York City after COVID, especially, um, you know. That, now, are you really are you encouraging people to walk through your doors that, that may not have a problem oh, yeah. just to just, just just to be to build part of that community you're talking about? Oh, yes. No, you could come. You could come hang out. I'll have a cup of coffee with you. Uh, you can have a cup of coffee. With one of my case, whoever, whatever your heart desires, if you're in town and you're. You, you, you want to bring cookies? My staff loves cookies. Um, we have a coffee machine. It only does single serve, but, you know, you might have to wait a few minutes, but we got Dunkin' Coffee. Um, we have a huge table. Uh, we got masks. We got PPE, COVID tests. Um, we welcome we, we welcome everybody. Well, you know, and, and, really, and we obviously one, one of the things that, that uh, I think became 
um, you know, that, that, that gained attention over the, especially through COVID, was the mutual aid work that is being done all over the city by, by various organizations. So if you are in any way, shape, or form a mutual aid provider, then um, even if you're even if you're not native, I mean, perhaps that's also something an invitation that you should have. So if somebody is in the in in the business of providing mutual aid, you know they uh, they may be well served by going to your um, through your doors to say, look, these are some of the things that we're we're offering because you can also you know, refer people to the to those services. Oh yeah, and I, I welcome outside if you if you feel that you have a service that we can utilize and we can refer to. I always welcome the uh, I always welcome the um, the invitation, and you know that that's one thing with urban Indian healthcare as well. Um, something, and you know, again, John, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you're from a reservation, Indian Health Services is sometimes the only act in town. Correct? Yeah, I mean, I I, I get my health health care provided through the Seneca Nation Clinic here. So yeah. So you know. Uh, a lot of people in New York City, especially in the American Indian community in New York City, they don't realize we exist. A lot of these college students, people that come from out of state, they know what to look for, and that's the importance of getting the word out there. A lot of people, a lot of American Indians, Alaska Natives, uh, in New York City that have never, you know, ventured ventured out to uh, another uh, community or experience Indian Health Services doesn't know it's there. And we have such a great service to provide. I want to let them know that we are out there and we're ready to help. Well, and, and more importantly, I mean, look, even if you're from a Native community, if you're in New York for whatever reason, because you're you're temporarily assigned there for work or whether you're a student there, if if you only view, if you view the only way that you can get health care is to go home to get it, um, that that can often, oftentimes be problematic because people just don't have the resources to travel, especially because many of the people are, you know, their home community is you know, sometimes hundreds or thousands of miles away. So if you're in New York because you're a student or if you're temporarily, temporarily living there and you do have a health need, it's good to know that your, you know, your organization may be able to facilitate and provide some means for that health, uh, that health need to be addressed without somebody having to travel all the way back home to their, to their home community to get it. Yes, yes, correct. We, we, we have, um, you know, uh, some of my staff belong to uh, um, uh, uh, tribes out west, and um, they receive services when they go home. They receive services there, and they work and live here for the majority of the time. They receive services from us as well. So, you know, that, that, that's a huge benefit to have, especially college students going back and forth. You don't need to worry about your mental health needs or your medical prescription, dental prescri um, needs. You know, it, it's really a great resource to have at, in both of your um, places of work or residence or where you're going to school, you know. Well, tell me this. I mean, uh, what, do you have a, a general idea what the, the, the current Native population is in New York City? Yes. Yeah, so according to the 2021 census, there is a 180,000 reported Alaska Natives and American Indians within the five boroughs. That would be the largest Native population of any urban area in the country, I believe, right? Correct. Correct. Thank you for bringing that up. Yes. And do you have any kind of uh, sense for how many of those would be um, students? I mean, the, I, I know it's difficult to break any of that down, but you've got to, there's got to be a significant Native student population because of the, the range of universities that are in the, in the five boroughs. So, uh, as I discussed earlier, I'm uh, currently speaking with Columbia and NYU, which they have their own um, student councils. Sure. And a lot of them weren't aware of the services we provide. And a lot of the universities will provide um, some sort of health care insurance sure. to students. But I, I don't know about you, but when I was in college um, and I had a co-payment, $20, $40, $60 was a lot of money to me. As a um, student, especially, a sure. Yeah. Yeah, and the co-payments the colleges provide seem to be um, higher than um, your typical health care plan here in New York. Sure. Uh, and, again, we're happy to receive those bills and pay them for them. Okay, well, great. 
Well, again, uh, you, you, I, I could probably keep you for another hour, but I, but I won't because I don't have another <laughs> hour. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I Kevin, get that. Kevin Brigo, I want to thank you so much for joining me, and I do look forward to having you uh, join me again. Uh, keep me posted on on events or you know or, or any any kind of um, issues that that you think demand uh, you know, some some attention, and uh, we'll have you back. And uh, I look forward to you know to making my way to your uh, to your facility. And uh, and like I said, perhaps there's some collaborations that you and I can do, not just here on my on my program, but uh, but maybe in the city as well. John, thank you. Be well. All right. Again, that's uh, that's Kevin Prigo, the deputy director of the New York Indian Council. Um, look, it, it is so important that that we highlight some of the specific services that. Uh, that are available. So I, I appreciate, um, again, I want to thank uh, Carrie Lassard uh, out, of, uh, out of Baltimore for, uh, for making the introduction. And I want to thank Kevin for joining me on the program. This stuff is, uh, is, is so important. You know, look, I'm not saying that Native people have any unique necessarily <laughs> uh, needs, but there's no question that when you look at the demographics and you look at the data, Native people suffer from many of the issues at the highest levels of any other segment or any other demographic in, uh, in U.S. society. We oftentimes have the highest um, suicide rates, the highest uh, substance abuse rates. And, you know, and, and although many of that can be tied to, to life on our, within our communities because of the, the, the poverty that is also pover- uh, policy-driven uh, in many of our communities, we carry some of that with us, and you know, and the, and the legacies of everything from residential schools to the to the other forms of historical trauma. We carry that with us, and and we carry it with us wherever we are. And when we are detached from our communities, and we lack that support system from our communities, and we're in places like New York or or Washington or Baltimore, it's good to know that that there is some um, assistance and some uh, you know some services that are provided specifically. And like I said, the, the cultural competency issue is an important part of it. Um, there's no shame in pursuing help um, when, when we're faced with some of these needs. And I think that's one of the other barriers that we need to overcome as people um, and knowing that there's some services that are, that are out there. Um, and, and again, I, I think it's important to have the right people in those positions. Uh, Kevin seems to be one of those right people. And I, I look forward to making my way back to, the, to New York City to to uh, visit the facility, meet the staff, and, uh, and perhaps pursue more conversations here on uh, Resistance Radio, as, as well as um, uh, you know, perhaps doing some collaboration, some live events in, uh, in New York as well. I want to thank my, uh, again, thank the audience uh, for, uh, of WBAI for, uh, for allowing me to use this platform to do some outreach to the Native community in New York. And, and frankly, to the Native community in the D.C. listening area, so, so that those of us who are um, plagued with some of these issues know to, to, to do some uh, uh, outreach and, and, and find the, the, the services that are, that are sorely needed for, for our population as well. Um, again, I want to thank the WBI listening audience and the WPFW listening audience and those of you who are listening online, whether you're catching the, the Facebook live stream uh, you're catching us as a podcast or listening uh, to the, uh, the streams off of WPFWFM.org or WBAI.org. I thank you all, and uh, I greatly appreciate the opportunity to share this information with you. This is John Kane for Resistance Radio. Yahweh.